Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Endurance running is a known stressor. Today we're spotlighting four foods which may help you minimize the nutritional depletions due to high levels of stress hormones. Managing your nutrition status will help you maintain energy levels and your running performance. Welcome to the Food Force Spotlight series. For us, food is never just fuel. It provides a wide range of nutrients to support the many aspects of our health and also to promote physiological adaptations for our running performance. These short informative ed- episodes are dedicated to food and meal planning. We'll spotlight key foods to support your running and we'll share tips and suggestions to give you big results in your running performance. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome back. I'm Aileen and as usual I'm here again with Karen. Karen how are you today? Yes I'm good thank you Aileen. Great to um, to be here once again as always. Great so today we're spotlighting food again so it's a, a spotlight food for stress. Um, so just before we begin Karen outside of your diet is there anything that you do to try and limit the effects of stress uh, related to your distance running? Um, is there maybe just one idea that you can share with us? Yeah, I think I think actually, Aileen, thinking about one, the key area I focus on would be my sleep. Um, we all know that poor sleep is a, is a key stressor to the body. So I do try and ensure that I get seven to eight hours a night consistently. Now, this has not always been the case, but I have to say I really concentrate over, on it now and I've started to concentrate on it more over the past few years. And I have to say it's had a remarkable positive effect on, on my everyday health, but also on my stamina and my focus every day, but also linked to my running as well. Um, How about you, Aileen? How do you try to limit the effects of stress caused by your running? Yeah, well, I totally agree with the the sleep angle, Karen. Um, And in addition to that, I would say that I'm pretty focused on both yoga and Pilates. So I feel that they're a great physical counterbalance to the physical stresses and strain that running places on us but I also find that both practices just really give me a regular opportunity to rest my mind and to practice mm-hmm. my breathing um, both are quite meditative they, they have different breathing um, approaches um, so that sometimes you have to get your head in the zone of which one you're doing um, but I really I, I love going to the classes and I have really missed them during 
lockdown and I'm, I've got to say I'm not great at doing my own yoga pilates without supervision um so I've had to sort of tap into zoom and facebook classes um but yeah they're a great opportunity to just switch off for maybe 40 45 minutes at a time and I think that helps my brain as well as my muscles mm-hmm. yeah absolutely Okay, so so let's move on and talk about our topic for today, which, um, as we've been saying, is all to do with stress and um, running, especially long distance endurance running is a stressor to the body. Um, It's often associated with um, GI stress. So that's um, the gastrointestinal stress. Um, and that's an area that we, we discuss um, in detail in episode three and also, again, in episode 23, where we focus on uh, runner's gut. But, you know, there are many different aspects to stress and often stress can be outside of our control. So it really helps us to limit the stress we experience. And it's important to address the stressors that, that are within our control um, so that we get some kind of balance. Um, and as a from a health and nutritional point of view as a runner, uh, our aims for this episode is to really consider some foods that may help limit the stress load on our body and also help us cope with the stress that we can't control. Um, So as usual, we're going to focus on four foods which will help support stress. We'll outline the nutritional properties of each and think about some food ideas that will help you use them. And finally, we'll share a four or a, a full one-day menu plan. Um, so the foods that we're going to be talking about today, Karen, are mackerel, uh, red bell peppers, mushrooms, and dark chocolate, which I'm sure everybody will be interested to hear mm. about. Um, so, Karen, let's start off by talking about the nutritional properties of mackerel. Um, what can you tell us about mackerel and how can it support the reduction of stress? Well, um, regarding mackerel, it's the omega-3 fatty acids contained um, within within it, but also in other oily fish as well that are thought to help reduce the effects of stress. And um, an omega-3, as we know, are already um, well researched for their anti-inflammatory properties, but we're looking at this from a stress point of view. Now, the metabolism of omega-3 fatty acids results in the production of DHA and EPA. Now, I'm not going to say the names because they're they're really difficult to pronounce and and most people will probably have heard of them as DHA and EPA. And it's these metabolites that are thought to help reduce the effects of stress by exerting their influence on cortisol, so that chief stress hormone, either directly or indirectly. So in fact, a study carried out in 2010 showed that EPA and DHA could blunt the increase in cortisol found after intense exercise. So I think that's really interesting. Now, the proposed mechanism of of lowering the cortisol was the ability of this DHA and EPA to reduce the production of a really potent inflammatory molecule. So, and they're called cytokines, um, known as interleukin-6. Now, this um, interleukin-6 can stimulate the um, HPA axis, so that being the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, so so from the brain down, really, to to, to the adrenal glands. And by... um, 
by uh, stimulating this access, this interleukin-6 can lead to increased cortisol levels. So by controlling the inflammation, that is going to be a critical goal in reducing that excess cortisol. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. And uh, there's another study to mention, Karen, which was um, completed in, in 2012, and that revealed another target of the essential fatty acids. And this study um, looked at substances called pro-resolution molecules, and that includes lipoxins, resolvins, and protectins. And they're used by the body to turn off chronic inflammation um, EPA and DHA have a major influence on enhancing the production of these molecules and so therefore uh, potentially influential in reducing chronic inflammation and uh, cortisol levels. Yeah, so, so as we can see from both of these studies, really, it, it does appear that the influence of DHA and EPA on inflammation um, will help diminish the, the cortisol levels, therefore by doing that, reducing that stress response. Okay, Aileen, so let's move on now and think about red bell pepper. What can you tell us about its ability to help, the, help reduce the effects of stress? Well, as we know, and again, I think we've probably covered this in some other episodes, but stress leads to the overstimulation of the adrenal glands um, and the adrenal glands are the glands that produce the stress hormones, especially cortisol. Um, and there's, there's a very in energy intensive process uh, involved in producing these hormones and, and they can use up significant amounts of particular nutrients, especially vitamin C, magnesium and vitamin B5. And as a result, you know, when you're in a highly stressed situ situation or you've got um, a history of chronic stress, these nutrients can become depleted. And for a runner, these depletions may lead to an increased risk of illnesses and injury. Um, when we're thinking about illnesses and infections, we're thinking about upper respiratory uh, infections and uh, urinary tract infections can also lead to low energy, poor recovery, and ultimately poor performance. And obviously, if you're an endurance runner and you're constantly under stress, this stress may build up. So let's look now at the red pal pepper uh, and uh, see how that can support us. Well, bell peppers are a good source of vitamin C. In fact, all bell peppers have a, a really high vitamin C content, but red bell peppers actually have the highest content. So for example, the red bell peppers contain 190 milligrams per 100 grams of pepper, whereas green uh, peppers contain 128 grams uh, per 100 gram. Yeah, actually thinking about the vitamin C content of various peppers um, alien, the red chili pe pepper contains as much as 369 milligrams of vitamin C per 100 grams. So, so that's really high when you compare it with red bell peppers. But what I would have to say here is that you wouldn't really want to add 100 grams of chili pepper to a meal. So it is really quite, <laughs> it's all relative at the end of the day, isn't it? But it is interesting that that just shows that chili peppers do have a really high 
um, content of it. So, so really what we're saying here is that by adding the bell peppers to, to your diet on a regular basis, it may be able to um, help increase the body's vitamin C status. And this could, and, um, going forward, help reduce the effects of low vitamin C levels that is caused by the stress and that stress to runners. Um, so now let's look at uh, mushrooms and how they could potentially support a runner during times of stress. So, so mushrooms, especially the likes of um, shiitake, maitake and reishi have, have played really quite an essential role in um, Asian medicinal traditions for many, many centuries. And, um, and the, as the scientific evidence increases regarding their health benefits they are becoming more and more popular in the western world I think as a as a food source as well as being used therapeutically as well there are a lot more supplements now out there I think that use um, mushrooms as a base um would you have anything to add there really yeah I think yeah I think you're totally right there Karen and I I really um support people in and adding mushrooms into their food plan because I think they, they're really um, supportive for their immune health. Um, in, in the UK, I suppose the most common mushrooms would include the chestnut mushroom, uh, the button mushroom, there's many different varieties, you know, white, brown, portobello mushrooms, uh, oyster mushrooms are another variety. Um, and if anybody would like to hear a little bit more about the healing properties of mushrooms, check out episode four, episode 14, uh, where we're looking at the immune system and we talk about them there. Um, and the reason that we've, we've included mushrooms today is because they're also a rich source of vitamin B5. Um, which is also known as pantothenic acid, uh, which we mentioned earlier. Um, and that could be insufficient in times of stress due to the overstimulation of the adrenal glands. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the principal functions of B5 is the synthesis of the of what's known as coenzyme A or CoA. Now, this is um, really important in the metabolism of fats and proteins and carbohydrates for that energy production. So for a runner, you know, having low B5 availability could lead to low energy, then moving on to fatigue and also poor recovery from training as well. Um, and I think also um, it's worth mentioning here that the vitamin B content of mushrooms varies depend, depending on the mushroom variety. So, for example, when we compare dried mushrooms, um, the likes of shiitake can, contains the highest amount with a content of 7.93 milligrams. Um, of B5 per 100 grams. And then the next one after that would be the maitake, which contains 3.67 milligrams of vitamin B5 per 100 grams of um, dried mushrooms. So quite, quite a significant difference, actually. But when we look at sort of fresh raw mushrooms, um, the oyster one uh, has has a 2.5 milligram content of B5. Um, with the button mushrooms, having only 1.554 milligrams per 100 grams. So, you know, these may not sound a lot, but then we only require approximately five milligrams of B5 per day. So actually they're quite, they're quite potent. Um, 
So uh, they, they are good sources, but although five milligrams of B5 per day is um, is is a, a national requirement, I suppose it's what the, the guidelines set out. I think if you're under stress and in high times times of stress, then the need would potentially be higher. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an important concept to bear in mind that when you're in a state of stress, you're going to be more depleted. So you've got a higher uh, requirement to um, deal with what you've lost, but also to fuel uh, what you require to. Um, so now let's move on to uh, our final food, uh, which is one most of us will enjoy learning about, and that's dark chocolate. Um, so let's, uh, I know, let's uh, just sort of delve into a few factoids about uh, dark chocolate, because I know you like a food factoid. <laughs> I um, do. <laughs> you do, yes. <laughs> so there are three principal varieties of cacao trees um so i'll try to say these forestero is the most common and that provides uh, 90 percent of the world's cacao crop uh Crilo, creola is the rarest and most prized pro- uh, crop um and probably these um these are most sought out by the the best chocolatiers in the world they would look out for this crop for because it's got a real uh, rich aroma and um, it's, it's considered to be a bit of a delicacy uh, and then there's also a, a hybrid of the two uh, which is called trinitario um, so those are the food factoids for you today mm, that's interesting that. i like that yes <laughs> and your so, difficulty in pronouncing them yes yeah, so, so thinking about the nutritional properties of cacao um here we're really thinking about the magnesium content so as you all know magnesium is required for many different biochemical processes in fact over 300 different processes in in the body um, including the metabolism of macronutrients and the production of energy uh, both of which are pretty important as a runner Uh, and we also require magnesium to maintain bone health and it's integral in muscle contraction and relaxation um, so you can see, you know, if, if stress is high and we have compromised magnesium levels, then our, you know, our running performance will suffer. Yeah. So dark chocolate to the rescue. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm joking. That's, that's, there's lots of other foods, but it's, it's, it's with magnesium in them, but it's, it's one source. Um, but I do think it, that dark chocolate could be part of an overall strategy to increase magnesium intake for, for um, runners especially. And when considering which dark chocolate to purchase, I think it would be um, I would just stress here to ensure that it contains at least seven, 70% of the cacao solids, aiming for at least 80, if you can, I would say, but definitely no less than 70%. And, um, and a good quality 100 gram bar of dark chocolate would contain approximately 170 milligrams of magnesium. So this is a reasonable amount of magnesium, I think, per 100 grams. Um However, we wouldn't wouldn't advocate that you have this amount of chocolate per serving. So maybe a serving of around two to three squares. So approximately 30 milligrams, I would say, would be what we would recommend here, which would be um, roughly about 55 milligrams of magnesium. So not overindulging, but a little indulgence. 
Yeah, and clearly this isn't going to make a significant dent in your magnesium status. However, it's all about the accumulation of magnesium from various different food sources. So what we would say is if you're enjoying your small portion of dark chocolate, uh, you can feel positive uh, knowing that you're helping topping up your magnesium uh, levels. Um, so, so I think that's a really positive uh, note to end this section on Karen. So just before we move on to um, discuss the uh, meal and recipe ideas for these four foods, let's just do a quick uh, recap um, on their nutritional properties and how they're known to reduce the effects of stress. Um, so thinking about mackerel first, um, what we focused on here was the um, health effects on stress, which are the omega-3 fatty acids, specifically DHA and EPA. And they're known to reduce the effects of stress by exerting their influence on cortisol. And then next, we looked at the red bell peppers. And um, the key nutrient here that we focused on was vitamin C. Uh, this nutrient is depleted in chronic stress due to the overstimulation of the adrenal glands. So we've got to replace it and adding in uh, red bell peppers would be a really great way to, um, to support that. Um, so Karen, can I ask you to summarise the properties of mushrooms and dark chocolate, please? Yes, absolutely, Aileen. So the principal um, nutritional property of mushroom that we discussed and sort of helping reduce that effect of stress is the vitamin B5. Now, like vitamin C, it is required by the adrenal glands in high amounts during times of stress. Um, therefore, other process processes requiring B5 may suffer, leading to health issues. So really important to keep it topped up. And then finally, we looked at dark chocolate um, and it was the magnesium content that we looked at there. Magnesium, again, is also depleted in times of stress. And as it's required in so many bodily and enzymatic um, processes, it's needed by a runner for energy, for muscle contraction and relaxation and bone health against other things. So really an, uh, an optimal daily intake would be important here. So that's just a quick recap. Um, now we'll just move on and share some recipe and menu ideas for each of these foods that we've discussed. So thinking about macro first, um, I'm thinking here that you could maybe make um, some uh, um, make them into fish cakes because um, I think we tend to think about cod or salmon when we mention fish cakes however I think mackerel could really work too now a recipe I used recently involving involved sort of mixing mashed cold potatoes chopped spring onions a little whole grain mustard and um, cooked mackerel and just mixing all of that together forming them into patties and then um, coating them in flour before dipping them into egg and, and then breadcrumbs. Um, I say breadcrumbs, but I actually used oats because I love that as a, as, a, as a coating for things. And then just um, bake them. Or you could potentially um, grill them instead. They only take a, take a few minutes. Um, how about you, Aileen? Do you have any good ideas of how to incorporate mackerel into the diet? Um, yeah, I, I love smoked mackerel patties. It's really easy to make. So you, you just use a food processor blender mackerel uh, with some cottage cheese and some lemon juice. And it's, it's really tangy. 
and it's great to spread on oat cakes or crackers or toast. Um, I often have a smoked mackerel salad um, and baked fresh mackerels pretty tasty too. Mm. So there's lots of different ways you can use it. So, so let's think about some ideas about um, red bell peppers. So Karen, what do you do with, with red bell peppers? Yes, well, with, with those, I really like to stuff them um, to have as a, as generally as a side dish, but sometimes I'll have it um, as a main dish as well. It really depends what I stuff them with. Um, as a main dish, I would tend to stuff them with, say, the likes of quinoa and tofu, along with some veggies. Um, I then combine some oats and a little cheese to sprinkle as a topping, um, like a crumble topping, and then bake them. Um, and I think this sort of filling is really protein dense, which um, is my aim when I'm using it as a main dish. And then I would serve that with a with a side salad. Um, I also like to chop and roast mixed peppers, um, sort of the different colours of peppers, along with some garlic to have as a side dish. I think it's really simple, but colourful and tasty. And uh, and I have to say, I do love um, roasted red pepper soup. That is really one of my favourites. Um, how about mm. you, Aileen? How do you use red bell peppers? Yeah, well, I think the roasted uh, red pepper soup is, is a delicious um, recipe. Um, and I've one of my favourites is a bit of a retro Delia Smith recipe and it's roasted uh, red peppers and you, you halve them, you stuff them with tomato, wedges, garlic, olive oil and basil and uh, roast them and then you serve it with ciabatta bread as a starter or maybe as a side dish and they, they just look stunning. So mm. they're always uh, very well received, um, you know, by anybody that I, I make them for. Um, so yeah, very tasty. So um, moving on to mushrooms um they're very versatile and i really like them so i do use them a lot and i really love the flavors of um, mushroom and um, one of my favorite things is a mushroom and chestnut recipe uh, soup recipe um particularly at this time of year it's it's very seasonal for the winter um and it's you know protein rich because you've got the protein from the chestnuts um so i shared that in a facebook group a few weeks ago um so you can have it just with mushrooms and the chestnuts, or you can add some coconut uh, milk too, which is a nice way. I also like a mushroom risotto. Um, and I make a vegetarian moussaka, which is minced mushrooms as its key ingredient instead mm -hmm. of minced lamb. And that's always very tasty as well. Mm -hmm. um, I like the sound of that, actually. I think I might have made it for you once. Mm. Yes. I don't yes. remember, but I think I did. Mm. <laughs> I, that I remember you making misaka, but I don't think I realised it had the sort of the pureed mushroom as the as the base. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Okay. What about you? How do you make use your mushrooms? Well, I really like to make a raw mushroom patty. Um, you, basically, you just need mushrooms, parsley, garlic, a dash of soy sauce and some olive oil and just blend them all together until it's smooth. And then I like to serve it either on oat cakes or um, maybe crudité as well. So that's a really easy one. Um, you could add walnuts as well to give it a bit of a crunch. Just chop them up and add that through as well. Um, but I don't tend to do that very often because um, my daughter has a nut allergy but if she's not around then I do add them for myself and um, I also like to use the big portobello mushrooms and I tend to saute the mushroom stalks with some onions and garlic then spread this 
onto the mushroom heads with the you know that scaly side being up and then I mm-hmm. top it with a, a slice of tomato and um, from one of those large salad tomatoes then place some goat's cheese um on top you know you get the rhymes of goat's cheese pop that on top and then bake in the oven for roughly about eight to ten minutes and then just garnish that with herbs and it makes a great starter that um, always goes down well when I'm entertaining guests so that's mm, that that's one nice. Yeah, it's a real special occasion one, that. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, let's um, move on, Aileen, and finally take a look at dark chocolate and how that could be introduced into our diet. Most of us probably wouldn't have much of a problem actually intru- introducing it. Um, I know I certainly don't. But Aileen, how would you use dark chocolate in the kitchen? Um, well, I don't have much of a major sweet tooth, but if I'm choosing a dessert, I would always go for a chocolate dessert. Um, you know, if I'm going to have a pudding, it's usually chocolatey. I, I like a chocolate mousse. Um, that's always very nice. Uh, for a treat, I'll make chocolate cups with almond butter and walnuts in a cupcase, mm-hmm. um, which are very yummy, maybe, you know, for an after dinner treat or, you know, at lunchtime, maybe. Um and also, I like cacao powder, and, and I'll put that usually in a, a, a cherry smoothie. Um, so if I'm feeling like I need a chocolate hit, um, that can be quite a nice thing to have at any time of the day, really. Mm. Um, and another way I, I like to use cacao is in the form of cacao nibs, and I'll put them in a trail mix. So one of my favorites is I'll mix pumpkin seeds, goji berries and cacao nibs together in equal quantities and then just nibble them, you know, maybe with a nice cup of tea. So that's uh, another great way of getting your magnesium. Mm. And there's no no sugar in the cacao nibs. Yeah. So mm. it's just very um, chocolatey and um, hits the spot. Oh, it does, Aileen. <laughs> it's sounding really nice, I have to say. Yes. And, you, and what about you, Karen? I know you love your chocolate. So I how do, do I do. But I, I well, I actually enjoy it just as chocolate um on its own with a coffee or a tea, especially after a meal. Um, and I think I probably enjoy that more than having a dessert. It isn't too much, maybe just one or two squares, but like you say, it just gives you that that hit, that sweet hit. The other things I enjoy regarding chocolate are um, dipped strawberries and cherries and dipping those in dark chocolate. Um, and that can be nice on a special occasion. And um, and sometimes what I'll also do regarding my running, actually, and when I'm, because I make flapjacks quite a bit for my running, and if I feel I might need that extra um extra hit I will uh, sort of put some melted dark chocolate over the top of the flapjacks or maybe add some of the cacao nibs to that flapjack mixture and that's really nice I love that Mm, all sounds very tasty Mm. indeed (laughs) okay so um shall we uh put all our ideas together for a one day meal plan uh focusing on on stress um so I'm thinking that I'll start with breakfast with um, sautéed mushrooms with spinach and an egg, maybe on some rye bread. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. What, so, what would you do? Yeah. So, yeah. So for lunch, I'd probably go for um, the roast red pepper soup. That sounds really good. Great. Um, so evening meal. Um, how about mackerel fish cakes with a rocket salad? 
Yeah, that Mm. sounds lovely. And then finishing off with the snacks, I would sort of suggest um, some smoked mackerel or mushroom pate, maybe if you're vegetarian on oat oat cakes or red pepper hummus with carrot sticks. Um, I like your idea, Aileen, of the cacao, goji berries and pumpkin seed trail mix. You could just have that by your desk, couldn't you? And just nibble nibble on that throughout the afternoon. Um, And how about cherry and chocolate drizzle flapjacks? That sounds all really sounds, lovely. All sounds yeah. great. Um, I, I feel that we're coming together with menu plans for one of our retreats that we, we want to do in the future. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> definitely. All coming, all coming together. Yes. Maybe in 20, maybe not, maybe not 2021, but maybe 2022 yes. when yes. we're well clear of COVID, we'll be able to do that. We'll aim for that. Mm-hmm. okay so um let's uh round up now so karen could you recap on the key foods and the nutrients of um, today's episode yeah absolutely so the key nutrient um in mackerel that we looked at today to support stress uh, was the fatty acid uh, omega-3 now it's really important for reducing the levels of cortisol and also for supporting the immune system um, and this is important for a runner for remit- limiting the risk of injury and inflammation then we sort of looked at red be- bell pepper and the vitamin c content um, to support the reduction of stress um, vitamin c also being important for bone health and supporting the immune system as well there Therefore, also, like the omega-3s, limiting the risk of injury, um, also infl- limiting the risk of inflammation and infection for our running. Uh, the key nutrient in mushroom that we looked at was the vitamin B5, which is depleted in stress. And it's also important for, um, for the metabolism of the macronutrients. So that's the proteins, fats and the um, carbohydrates for energy to fuel us during our running. And then finally, we looked at dark chocolate and its magnesium content, um, and magnesium is the third. So the vitamin C, the B5 and the magnesium are the three key nutrients that are depleted in stress. So really important to sort of um, replenish those. And magnesium is also important for muscle contraction and relaxation, as well as energy production and bone health. So really vital for all over running performance. And that's it really, Aileen, I think. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, Another inspiring episode. Um, We hope you've enjoyed our food ideas. And remember, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and feel inspired to try out some new menu ideas. Many of our clients are looking for new ways to help them introduce a healthy food plan, which also supports their running performance. So we designed our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program and it's for runners of all abilities. We take you through a series of short videos and action steps to help you create a food plan to suit your running training. The program includes downloadable menu ideas, food lists, meal plans and athlete plate diagrams for different training levels. And you get the added bonus of being invited to free online trainings and Q&As with Aileen and Karen. So you'll always have the opportunity to get some personal input into your runner's nutrition plan. Please check out the program at runnershealthhub.com or if you've got any questions, just drop us an email at hello at runnershealthhub.com. We'd love to see you join us on the program.
We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialling wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.